Welcome to the Old School Meeting of Overeaters Anonymous, which features speakers with long-term abstinence. We will be holding this meeting via Zoom for the foreseeable future. If you'd like to attend the meeting live, go to oalaig.org for login information. And now, our speaker. Sabrina, and I am a compulsive overeater. I'm bulimic, and I'm really grateful to be here. Thank, thank you, Zan, for asking me to share. Um, so I want to first just say welcome to the many newcomers that are here. It's amazing. Um, anyone in their first 30 days um, or your first time at this meeting, but just welcome. And, and um, if I don't say something that resonates, please go to another meeting um, until you hear something that does. So um, I just, you know, to qualify, I have no memory or recollection in my life at all that doesn't resolve, revolve around food. Is like any early memory, the earliest memories I have as a child really are usually centered around food. And so for me, I believe I was born this way. Um, and I learned when I came into this program that I'm bodily and mentally different. So my body is different and my mind is different, um, specifically as it pertains to food. And um, and that was my experience. Like um, I heard someone share once, like they knew that the slice wasn't big enough before it was even cut. And that's exactly how I feel um, and felt most of my life. Just there was never enough, no matter what it was, before it was even cut. And, um, you know, my my whole life was about getting food, you know, eventually getting rid of it, whether that was purging through vomiting or excessive exercise um, and like having relationships with people only um, as a means to support my eating or getting them away from me as a means to support my eating. And um, I wasn't a heavy child growing up, but I do have a compulsive overeating bulimic mother. And um, there was a lot of emphasis of weight from like a very, very, very young age and um, an emphasis on extreme healthy eating um, and a lot of restriction that was happening in my house, like trickery use, replacing, you know, sugar cereal box foods with things that my mom would like puff in the oven that didn't have sugar, um, just lots of, of trickery and restriction. And um, and for me, that just was like the the motivation and the fuel to, to want to get more and find my way. And so I did have to kind of like use resources, whether that was I'm going to have a sleepover at a friend's house so that I can get the food that I need, um, it, you know, whatever I had to do in order to to sort of get my hands on the goods. Um, and like I said, there was a lot of emphasis placed on, on weight and body size. And I always felt overweight, even if I wasn't. And my mom put me on a diet when I was nine. And I don't think that I was overweight at nine, but I just remember like being bribed. We were going on a trip and it was like, if you, you know, lose X amount of weight, you can have X bathing suit. And, um, that was just, you know, there, there was a lot of that growing up and, I spent so much of my life eating at my mother, um, which ultimately just really harmed me, but 
you know, I didn't didn't know that at the time. So um, I did grow to become a very overweight, obese person, um, but it wasn't until I got older. Um, and, you know, in high school, I was a little bit overweight, but it just sort of started, you know, as the book says, like it was progressive in nature. And um, I, you know, really have been dieting my entire life, but never successful. So I am not a person that has weight loss success in my in my story, except for when I came to Overeaters Anonymous. Like even having weight loss surgery, which I did have, um, I didn't really lose a lot of weight having weight loss surgery. Um, so for me, like there's so much evidence that I am powerless and um, and that the right food plan or the right diet is not the thing that I need and it's not the thing that I'm lacking. So um, I, I topped, my top weight that I know of was 280 pounds when I came into Overeaters Anonymous in 2014. And um, at that time, I was purging 10 times a day. Um, I was like vomiting in bags and water bottles in my car. I wasn't even like hiding it from people at that point. I, I just did not care. Um, I have no idea how I sustained a job, a career. Um, I didn't do it very well. I was incredibly dishonest. My life was a mess. Um, I was in massive debt. I couldn't pay my bills. I couldn't do my dishes. You know, I, I always share this. I used to like sleep on my bed with my dog and I had no sheets on my bed, just like a pile of clothing next to me on my bed. And like, that's how I slept every night, like in a sugar coma. Um, and then I'd have to like panic, wake up in the morning and, and, you know, make up some excuses to why I was late to work. And like, this was just my cycle all day long. Um, and so I came, I came into Overeaters Anonymous by way of an ex-boyfriend who got sober and um, sort of, mentioned something to me and I, I didn't respond well to it, but he said enough that, that it took me to a meeting. And, um, I just like, it was the first time I'd ever heard people talk about food in the way that I use food. And I heard people like you guys were like laughing and you were happy. And I was like, what's wrong with these people? This is not funny. Um, but there was like a light, a lightness people. And, um, and so, I just kept going to meetings and I thought maybe I'll just like be resolved to have, you know, sort of happiness with being overweight, but I'll learn to love my body. I, I didn't really know what to expect, but I listened and, and everyone was saying, get a sponsor. So that's what I did. I got a sponsor. And, um, you know, that's when my life really started to change. I, I worked the steps as they're outlined in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and I, I worked the steps to the best of my ability at the time. And I lost a lot of weight, over 100 pounds. Um, my life drastically changed. So that, like I said, that was 2014, um, six plus years ago. And, um, you know, I, I got married. I now have a nine-month-old child. Like, I have, you know, such change in my life. But what I really want to share about is sort of like what's happened over the last like nine months. So um, I abstained for all of those years from flour and sugar and white flour, uh, flour, flour and sugar and binging and purging. Um, 
And in the pandemic, you know, I've had the luxury, as many of us have, to go to other meetings that are outside of, of Los Angeles for me. Um, and I started going to a big book study and I started listening to the way these women were talking and they had freedom in a way that um, I did not have. Like, I did not have neutrality around food. I was abstaining, but every time I was in a room with those foods, I was agitated. Um, if I looked at, like, my behavior, despite the fact that I had worked the steps, um, I, I really wasn't, you know, emotionally sober. And um, I was really struggling. I just had a baby, and I sort of, like, stopped following a food plan and – you know, I was gaining weight even though I had already given birth, and that's apparently the time that you're supposed to lose weight, but that was not what was happening for me. Um, I was, like, still gaining weight, and um, and I just had to, like, get really honest. And you know what? For me, like, that day, I remember the day that I got honest, and I, I outreached someone that I heard share my story at a meeting that I go to. And, um, and that was, that was a power greater than me working in my life. So what I had awoken to was this, this, um, was the fact that I had not been entirely abstinent. So for six plus years, I was a lot abstinent. You know, I abstained from flour, I abstained from sugar, I abstained from binging and purging, and I never consumed those foods, but I was still chasing an effect from food. I was still looking for food to fill a hole, to take the edge off, to um, have be a party. Like, I'm feeling sad. I need a party. I'm feeling anxious. I need something to just, like, take the edge off. And so, you know, the, the big book in the doctor's opinion talks about entire abstinence. And I was not entirely abstinent. And so... What happened for me was, okay, yes, I worked the steps to the best of my ability at the time, but if I couldn't, if I hadn't put the food completely down, then all the things that are promised in the big book are not available to me. And that is because if I am using food, I have no reason for a power outside of myself because it is one of those two things food is my power or god is my power and and even if it's just like a little bit food is my power so that's what was happening for me and Ten minutes. thank you and so i um i got really honest i decided you know to restart my time i was sponsoring i think like five women at the time i let my sponsees go, which was, you know, one of the most humbling experiences. And um, I restarted my abstinence. I started working the steps with a, with a new sponsor. And, um, you know, I, I just, like, I, I became entirely abstinent. And those first, like, eight days of being entirely abstinent, I was a mess. Like, I was hysterical at the sink. Like, I mean, my husband was like, whoa. And... You know, I hadn't even consumed flour and sugar. And so that's how I knew that I was finally entirely abstinent because I felt like my skin was, you know, inside out. And, um, and so today what, what it looks like is that I have a hundred percent neutrality around food. I don't have food cravings because I learned that if I am ingesting foods, um, that, you know, for me, 
like salad dressing. Well, it has, you know, sugar's the seventh ingredient. Like, I don't eat it. If it has sugar in any form in any way, I don't consume it. Um, and, um, and there were a lot of other foods that I was like dancing with, um, that I gave up. And, um, you know, I thought people who ate the way that I eat today were like boring and had no life. And what I have learned or I've experienced, because knowledge avails me nothing, but what I have experienced is that, um, this is where freedom is. This is where freedom lies. And I can't do it. Like, I am not able to keep myself abstinent. I am not able to abstain from those foods for, you know, 75 seconds. But if I am abstaining and I am desperate to stay abstinent and I am desperate to be sober, then I will move towards that power like my life depends on it. And so it was the first time that I really needed the power. And so today I work the steps like my life depends on it. And I, you know, access that power. It's the first thing I do when my eyes get awoken by my baby at five in the morning sometimes. It's like I'm taking a second and I'm reading, you know, on awakening and I'm praying and, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be a 30-minute, you know, uh, candlelit meditation. And um, and I I really try to, you know, work the program to the best of my ability in all parts of my life. And I'm, I'm working step uh, six and seven right now, and it's really uncomfortable. You know, it's yucky. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to, but I know that, that I have to, and I know that my life depends on it if I – don't do it, then I know what's waiting for me. So I came into Overeaters Anonymous thinking my problem was food. And what I've learned is that my problem is life and and coping with life. And that can be something as big as, you know, my father passed away in December. Um, and I think I was like 30 days newly abstinent at the time. And I walked through that soberly and gracefully and, um, you know, showed up in like a way that felt so good to me. And um, it could be something as big as that, or it could be as small as like my husband loaded the dishwasher in a way that I deem wrong. And um, and those are the things that send me, you know, in a in a spin or my baby isn't sleeping in the manner in which I think he should be sleeping. And these are the things that really, you know, sort of set my life on fire. And um, and so I I need a personality change. And it's not because I'm bad. You know, it's not because I'm not a good person. It's not, you know, it's not because I don't want to be all of these things. You know, I, I am a, a compulsive overeater. I'm an addict. I suf- suffer from it, the ism, the alcoholism. And, um, and, you know, the, the book is just so clear about what, what is available to me if I'm willing to do the work and work the steps. So, you know, the, the step work is, is a life changing experience for me. And it continues to be that on a daily basis. And I don't do anything perfectly, like far from it. Um, and I can, I know that because I'm looking at all my character defects. So I can say that with 100% certainty that I don't do anything perfectly. But, um, you know, the one thing that I am is 
is 100% abstinent. I don't have slips. I don't have, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Like, it's black and white for me. Um, and that is through the grace of God. Thank you. That is through the, the grace of God, um, not anything. Like I said, I couldn't will myself out of eating something just as much as I couldn't, can't will myself out of, you know, acting in a character defect. Um, and, and so, um, you know, if you're new, if you're struggling, I would say, you know, get, get a sponsor that will take you through the steps. Um, and, you know, the other thing that I want to share is that um, I had to relinquish my food plan to a professional person. For many years, my food plan was designed by my sponsor. And for me, that doesn't work to have another food addict. It changed the dynamic of the relationship. And I am sure that when I get to my eighth and ninth step, like, I will be making amends to my sponsees because I, you know, managed and controlled their food when, like, who am I? I can't even do it myself. So I have turned my food over to a professional dietitian who sets my food plan for my body, my, you know, activity level. And, um, you know, that's an area I still struggle. Like, the weight isn't moving off of my body body in the speed that I deem to be appropriate, but it's what is God's speed. And, um, and, you know, entire abstinence is like being at the, the rainbow, the end of a rainbow. It, it is just um, so spectacular, even though life is not always so spectacular. Like I shared, you know, I, I lost my father, um, in December, and I'm still grieving that loss. And, um, you know, we're all living through this pandemic and isolation and, you know, the daily chores and like just everything. Life can feel really unmanageable, but I'm rooted in, in that power. And um, if I'm rooted in that power in my life and the whole purpose of my life when I wake up in the morning is to be rooted with that power and the connection with that power, then, you know, what's available to me is is much bigger than what I could make for myself. Um, you know, I, I have a beautiful, amazing life today that, yes, looks very different. You know, I don't I'm not in debt anymore. I worked very hard to get out of debt. Um, I, you know, make my bed. I have a husband who is in recovery and we're rooted in that together. This is the foundation of our life together. And, um, you know, sometimes I really like that and sometimes I don't because, you know, sometimes I just like want to hide and I can't. Um, and, and this is, you know, this is how I live my life. Um, on a daily basis. And um, like I said, I don't do it perfectly, but I have freedom today and I continue to walk towards um, a healthy body weight. And that's in God's time, not mine. Um, But, you know, I think what I'm, what I'm working on and focusing on right now is like being of maximum service to other people in the world and not to myself because I want to spend all day, every day thinking about myself and just like this isolated, you know, little world. And um, I have to work really hard to to get out of that. So the time that I have alone, which is not a lot because I'm the primary caregiver of my child, um, 
I, I'm doing program stuff, you know, like I'm folding laundry or doing the dishes, but I'm also on an outreach call or listening to a meeting or, you know, whatever it is, spending 20 minutes working on step work. That's, that's how I spend my day. So, um, I think I will end there again, really grateful to be here. Thank you for letting me share.